suck at golf and let me tell you why. I'm Avery Dovsik, the host of the Why You Suck at Golf podcast. Welcome to season two of the podcast in 2021. We have made it and I thought what better way to start off season two of the podcast in 2021 with Golf World Hall of Famer, world champion, winner of the Grand Slam, Mr. Gary Player. Yes, that's right. I can't wait for you to hear this episode, but first, let's hear from Anchor. I'm so blessed to be introducing this man today, but he really needs no introduction. One of the greats of the game and Golf Hall of Fame member, Mr. Gary Player. How are you doing today? Avery, I'm doing very well, thank you, and I hope you're doing well. I am indeed. So what have you been doing to kick off the new year so far? Well, we've been very lucky. We've had a lot of our family come here from all over the place. Uh, you know, some of my family came from Philadelphia. Anyway, a lot of our family have been coming here because, unfortunately, my wife is not very well at the moment. So we are able to give her lots of love to encourage her to get better. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, speaking of family, you got married to your wife pretty early in your career. What advice would you give someone maybe my age on pursuing a relationship and a career at the same time? Well, first of all, Avery, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Laguna Beach, California. Okay. Now, this is something that is a wonderful question. The young people of today, they're getting divorced so quickly. They, they take an oath. They go to church. They fall in love with a woman and they take an oath and that oath means absolutely nothing. You know, if you go to South Africa and you look at the Egyptian geese, when they mate, they stay mated forever. And my wife and I have been together for 70 years. Now, we've been through difficult times, very difficult times like everybody else. But you've taken that oath to God. But how much does God mean in people's lives today? It's a tragedy. In, in America, the greatest country in the world, in God we trust, on the coin even. And God, Americans didn't make the great, uh, America the greatest country in the world. God decided America was the greatest country in the world. And so we come back to the marriage. If you're going to get married, think carefully about it. Don't take the oath unless you both. It's, it's a storm. You've got to battle the storm. Nowadays, they have a bit of a problem. They just get divorced. I yeah. mean, you, you, it's just not like that. I mean, everything in life to become a champion at anything is a struggle. I mean, I didn't become world champion by uh, doing well and then giving up and then coming back. You've got to fight the adversity. Life is full of adversity. It's the plan. No human being goes through his life here without adversity. Adversity makes you a champion. Adversity makes your marriage better. Adversity makes you a better businessman, a better father, a better mother. It, that's, we've got to be thankful for adversity. But people, particularly when you live in a country like America with a sense of entitlement, they, they, they think they're entitled to everything. You're not entitled to a damn thing. You've got to work at it. It's like your freedom. America, the greatest country in the world with freedom, it's dying in America. Even in America, it's dead in most places in the world. In America now, have you seen what's happened in America the last year? Freedom is something is, that is gradually diminishing. So you've got to work at these things. You've got to tell your wife every day how much you love her. When she does something, don't take it for granted. Tell her how much you appreciate her. Give her lots of hugs, lots of kisses. It's just not a honeymoon. Marriage is not just 
and telling how much you love each other then you have a honeymoon and it's marvelous and then it's over your whole life has got to be a honeymoon if you want it to be successful work at it tell each other love is the greatest word in the world love is god so when you have something like love love is stronger than the cannons of the world you know well, to be successful in life you got to do at least four things eat half as much as you eat exercise twice as much as you do laugh three times as much as you do and have unmeasured love in your heart think about today think about today mm-hmm. people are all overeating they are not exercising a handful of americans maybe 3% 30 million americans exercise that's not any america this is the whole whole world basically particularly the free world number number 3 who's laughing anymore <laughs> people are not laughing you got to yeah. i love to laugh all day and then unmeasured love today if you're a trump fan people want to fight you if you're a biden fan they want to fight you man we got to yeah. have respect for each other we got to build unity of strength and marriage is the same you got to have respect for each other you can make many examples of other subjects that are related to marriage Yeah. Well, you talked about adversity in relationships and obviously there's no doubt that there's struggle in the game of golf, but how did you yourself, obviously you had a ton of wins and a lot of highs, but how did you deal with losing in the lows? But that's part that you see what makes a champion is the mind, the mind. And in my lifetime of 70 years of professional golf, I've only seen and read and know of about at the most and there've been millions of golfers 15 15 that really have the mind i'm talking about really have the mind a tiger woods a jack nicklaus you know mm-hmm. people like that ben hogan these the, the mind is the most fascinating incredible thing you know i've studied golf for 70 years i know a hell of a lot about nothing i'm in the horse <laughs> i'm in the horse business i've studied genetics for 60 years every day at least an hour i know a hell of a lot about nothing the mind is so incredible so what i did and the one of the reasons one of the reasons i became a world champion and that was i thanked i thanked god every day of my life for the difficulties that i encountered i grew up with my mother dying when i was 9 in south africa My brother went to war at 17 to fight with the Americans and its allies. My sister was at boarding school. South Africa have the best high schools in the world without a question, highest standard of education, knowing about world affairs. You can go to a university in America, they know very little about world affairs because America is a world of its own. They brainwashed with socialism, which is a tragedy, but that's my opinion again, you see. Now if you give your opinion you criticize but I'm prepared to be criticized because that's my right of freedom. So we live in a world where you got to have that adversity and I know it's not possible to do everything well all the time. You can't have happiness all the time. You can't have anything all the time. You got to enjoy what you have at the time and keep working at it and be thankful. Be thankful for adversity. My goodness me, isn't that a hard thing to tell people? When mm-hmm. I was playing golf, I said I I love to have the difficulties. I had loved it. And I said, now I'll show you what sort of a man I am. A lot of people give up, feel sorry for themselves. 
you know. So the way you are brought up in your family, and that's why family life is so important, is so, so important. To have good manners, to have respect, to have love in your heart. This is something that the world is going so fast that we're not doing these kind of things sufficiently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 85 years old now with an incredible career, what do you think has been the most valuable part of your life or maybe even influential person in your life that has led you to where you are today and all your success? You know, I look back and I see people like uh, Martin Luther King, uh, Nelson Mandela, uh, Mahatma Gandhi, the Kennedy brothers, people that were so... Uh, bent on freedom. And I came from a country where you didn't have freedom, South Africa. And when I first came to America, there was no freedom. Black golfers were not allowed to play on the tour. Can you believe this? So uh, I turn around today and I say, when I see what's happening in the world today, killing people and knocking old ladies down in the street, burning cities, those five people, that only those five people, we won't even go any further than that. They're hundreds. They are turning in their grave when they see this is what we are. We're fighting for freedom. This is not freedom. This is chaotic. This is chaos. It's anarchy. They all believed in freedom. They all believed in demonstrations. I'm the greatest believer in the world in demonstrations. I saw one of the, the leading uh, men in the country, his wife, say the other day on television, these were peaceful demonstrations. What? It's frightening. So, you know, the, the attitude, the mind, the appreciation, being grateful are so important. If you live in America, I'm telling you something, Avery, if you live in America, you don't know how lucky you are. You don't know how lucky you are. Mm-hmm. I've traveled more miles than any human being ever, and my eyes have seen things that no American has seen. And I'm yeah. telling you, you're so lucky. But people don't realize that. I keep hearing young people say that America is a bad place. No good. What? They have no idea what the <laughs> hell they're talking about. I wish Grass I isn't the, always I wish, greener. I wish I had the money of a Bill Gates that I could take 100 university students in America who are so naive. You've got the greatest universities in the world. But the students are so naive of what's happening around the world. I'd like to, if I had Bill Gates's money, I'd pick 100 students from 100 different universities and send them to Venezuela, Cuba, China, Russia, Zimbabwe, Berlin, where, where the wall was. Let them go and see. They'll come back with a completely different attitude and realize how lucky they are to live in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. What was your first thoughts when you arrived here and how was your journey? I'll tell you, my thoughts were, the, uh, were, this is an amazing, I was bowled over. South Africa, when I was a young man, was probably the best living country in the world. We did have apartheid, which was bad. And now we've got rid of apartheid. It's still a great country. It's been a phenomenal country throughout history. We've had bad governments, yes. But our country has been phenomenal. And, but when I came over here, this was a massive South Africa. The people were so nice. They were so kind. They made me feel so welcome. I was amazed at the efficiency of this country. Uh, I was bowled over by the entire system of America. 
the freedom that existed, the love that existed, the positiveness. I mean, it's, it's you, you couldn't, it was a vibe that you said, my goodness me, how lucky I am to be over here playing golf. And even today, I thank the Lord every day that I've been able to play here and be here. I'm still a citizen of South Africa. And, but my goodness me, America is still number one in the world. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, you know, so was the Roman Empire. So, <laughs> was, the, so was the British Empire and other yeah. empires. And after 225 years plus minus, they crumbled because they didn't work at it. If you're a world champion at any subject, marriage, business, golf, whatever it is, if you don't work at it, somebody else will come along and take your place. And America better wake up. They better wake up and stop this division amongst each other and stop fighting amongst each other and stop talking about socialism because, my goodness me, America can crumble. Let me tell you, as strong as they are, with the opposition coming from China, America's going to have to wake up. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. And you preach exercising every day. I exercise every day. It's a non-negotiable for me. I'm very big on that. How has your body changed over the years? And obviously, you're still in great shape. But in particular, how has your golf swing changed? Well, first of all, um, I think, you know, I've worked very hard on the mind and the body uh, all my life. I was the first one to start weight training on the tour, and I was ridiculed and condemned almost. So I believe of the exercise, but more importantly so, I always put exercise at 70% and eating at 30 I now put ex eating at 70% mm -hmm. and exercising at 30 uh, There are a handful of people basically in America that eat properly. Uh, the obesity... We talk about COVID, but obesity, kill, COVID kills X amount of people, which is terrible. But obesity probably kills 2 million people a year in America. So, you know, I, I don't know the exact figures, but obesity is the biggest killer and the start of all diseases in the world. So uh, America and South Africa are both very, very bad eating countries. And, yes, we, and yet we have the phenomenal farmers and the great food. So mm -hmm. that's my point you've got to. Eat properly and exercise is vital. And, you know, but people are so lazy. If they, if they work on the second floor of a building or the first floor, they take an elevator. <laughs> you know, so yes. here I am 85. I mean, I go to the gym. I run the treadmill at max. I mean, my body's really only 50. Now, I've got to put on a, 10 pounds around my whole waist with this COVID sitting around at night. I'm usually up at 5 o'clock in the morning working on my farm or doing something. But with this COVID, I'm watching television at 12 at night, which I've never done in my life. <laughs> so it's changed our lives. COVID has changed the world to a great degree. In some ways, better. It's made people spend time with their families and time to do things with them. So there are pluses and minuses, but a lot of people have been badly affected in small businesses. And uh, But I'm not a worrier about COVID like I am. I worry about it. I have respect for it, but what's killing the people is what worries me. Cancer, mm -hmm. heart attacks, heart attacks, diabetes. These are the very, and if we could put the efforts into cancer and heart attacks like we put into COVID, we'd save a lot of lives in the world, a lot of mm -hmm. lives. So it's a very strange thing how we've had this fear put into us. 
every news program is COVID. What about the diseases that are killing the most people? I agree. So I do have respect for COVID. I do have respect. I have respect for anybody that loses their lives. So I have great respect. But we've got to look at it in the right light. You can't stop people. More people are dying in their homes of uh, depression. They're dying of heart attacks because they're not getting any exercise. They're getting sick from obesity, from overeating. They're not, they can't, they're not living a life. They're being locked up. They're not living a life. Mm-hmm. You can't live like that. You can't live like that. No, I agree. And it's such a weird time. And especially you've mentioned, you know, your wife is going through different struggles. And I just want to go one day without hearing the word coronavirus. I, yeah, I, just, right. I want to go one day. It yeah. feels like it's on repeat and it's a broken record. Exactly. But what do you think gets you up in the morning? And you're so full of life and I, you're so young at heart. <laughs> but yes. what gets you up in the morning? Well, I'm an enthusiast, an enthusiast, an enthusiast. You have the choice to be happy or sad, positive or negative. And I think the word gratitude is the very big thing. I'm sitting here right now in West Palm Beach and I'm looking over the ocean, this beautiful ocean and the beach. And I'm in America and I'm given so much love. I, I'm going to make a big statement. I don't think there's a human being in the world that gets the love I get. Now, that's a big statement. But I go to China, India, Africa, Europe, America, and people come up to me and hug me and, and just tell me how much they've loved me in my life and how their parents loved me. And I, I say, get them on the line. Let's talk to them. Some say, well, they're in heaven. I say, well, unfortunately, I can't get hold of them. But <laughs> I, the love that I get in this world is unbelievable. But I also give it. If I see an old lady sweeping an airport, I walk up to her and I might just say, well, look, you're keeping this airport so clean. Here's a hundred bucks. Because I was poor. I had nothing. Mm-hmm. I had nothing. I struggled like a junkyard dog. And that's why I became a champion. That's incredible. But you've got to become a champion of life too. You mm-hmm. can't feel sorry for yourself. You know, you can't feel sorry for yourself. I just hate to see the hatred that exists. You know, my brother said to me, it was quite interesting, he said, you know, when I went to war and I saw that American flag, he says, you know, I've got goose pimples, and I do too. He says, it's not a black man. It's not a white man. It's not a Republican. It's not a Democrat. It's not a Muslim. It's not a Hindu, a Buddhist. It's a symbol of freedom. How the hell can anybody in America burn the flag? It affects all of us for freedom. It's not favoritism. Mm. It's a flag for what it stands for. Now, you have the right to demonstrate. You have the right to kneel. They have the right to do that. But I don't think you have a right to burn the flag. Now, me, I don't want, not me. I don't want to kneel. I don't want to. When I see the American flag, I stand with my hand on my heart. When I hear the anthem, I stand with my hand on my heart. America has been an incredible country. Yes, you had times it was bad, but there, you think there's no, there's no country in the world that hasn't had bad times. You're dreaming if you think there's absolute perfection. There is no such thing as absolute perfection. When America's had a fault, they're on their way to rectifying. That's what's so great about America, when you have faults. And what I would like to see, what would make me so happy, 
I would like, and that's what I liked about Donald Trump. He said to me, I'm going to improve the inner cities of America. Uh, he really thought he was going to be reelected, which he hasn't been, fair enough. But we, you can't give your money, Avery, you can't give your money to all these countries that don't like you, man. You've got to take that money. <laughs> You've got to take that money and put it into the inner cities where, you, where a child can have a father and grow mm -hmm. up without being in gangs and guns and drugs. Can't we see this? We've got to build things at home that first that are right. Then you give other charity begins at home. And yeah. we've got to do this for the youth. Churchill said the youth of a nation are the trustees of posterity. And so we've got to do this in the proper manner. I see countries you're giving money to that don't like you. I've been there and seen it. And you're giving them money. You've got to be nuts. <laughs> oh, I love that perspective. That's oh, amazing. Well, before I let you go, the podcast is called Why You Suck at Golf. Yes. So why do you think people suck at golf? <laughs> well, golf is a disease. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the I, truth? I'm telling you. <laughs> You know, I was a, a four-letter man at college, and I can tell you that golf is more tough than all of them. I speak to all these players that come and, you know, I play with all these superstars in other sports, and they come and play golf with me. They say, Mag, my goodness, golf is the most difficult game I've ever played. It's a science. It eats you up and picks you up and drops you down, of course, like other sports do. But I don't know, you, you, know, you just cannot explain golf how tough it is. It is so tough. But that's what's the fascination of it. And uh, mm -hmm. that's what I love about it. It keeps my mind working. And as we get older, you've got to keep moving. You've got to undereat. You've got to exercise. You've got to laugh. You've got to have love. And you've got to keep moving. You can't sit on your ass. You've got to keep moving. I'm 85, but man, I love. I tell you what, when I get in that gym, I'm like a 40-year-old. I just move like crazy. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have the choice. We're supposed to. I'm telling you right now, if any young person, how old are you? I am about to be 21. Okay. You remember very carefully what we said on this day, the most significant thing. When you mm -hmm. turn 35, everybody will be guaranteed an extra 10 years of life because it will be a different world. You'll be eating differently. You'll be thinking differently. You'll be exercising differently. Your minds will be different. You're going to find the whole system is going to change with the body and the mind, but mainly, mainly through cells that you'll rejuvenate elderly cells into young cells, and you'll be eating foods that we never ate today. All this white bread and all this fatty bacon and all and, and pouring milk into our systems. Uh, and, and you know, this is just my opinion. You follow? This is just mm -hmm. my opinion. Uh, yeah. and eating the way we do, uh, or and all the sugar that we pour into our system. If you work out over a year, and I've been guilty with the sugar, you look at the sugar that we have the amount we pour into our system over a year. No wonder everybody's getting sick, Avery. And mm -hmm. obesity, the minute you are, I met a wonderful man in India. He said to me, I was 82. He says, what do you weigh now? I was very proud. I said, oh, I'm five pounds heavier than I was in my prime. He says, very bad. He says, you've got to remember this. You should be five pounds under the lowest weight you ever were in your prime.
because nothing is as strong. Your ankles, your knees, your heart, your eyes, nothing is as strong. And so mm -hmm. now I'm busy trying gradually. I'm not moving as quick as I should. I might just go on a water diet for three days. Uh, I'm, but you've got to be lighter than you were. And I've got to lose 10 more pounds. I've lost seven so far. Another 10 to go. And uh, to stay light. You cannot carry... Uh, weight stops a train. Stops a train. Never mind a human being. You've got <laughs> to get thin to win. Yeah. I mean, about a year ago, I made the mental shift that I wanted to start competing in bodybuilding. So changing nutrition changed my life. Yes. I never was overweight. Um, you know, I'm very lean. But fueling my body properly fueled my mind 10 times more. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And energy-wise. Energy-wise. Oh, yeah. Energy I get up early. <laughs> I'm excited to get up. I sleep better. Of course. I mean... If I don't get eight hours, like, un uninterrupted, I'm mad now. Yes. Before, I'd be lucky to get five. <laughs> and I sleep nine hours a night very, very easy. Of course, I exercise. But yeah. how many young children in America, listen, here's the question. How many young children in America eat cabbage, broccoli, spinach, all the greens, all the fruits? Now, you know, unfortunately, they are a little bit more expensive. And that's why I come back to the inner cities while we got to do things to give the people the opportunity of doing these things. You follow? Yeah. And so, I mean, I, but, you could spend your money. Yeah. Like if we look at my age group, right? I'm about to be 21. What are 21 year olds spending their money on? Alcohol. Exactly. Going out. I'm sorry, but eating healthy, you have no excuse. If you could spend $20 on a bottle of whatever, you can spend three on some vegetables. <laughs> you see, you make such sense. You make such sense. It's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't argue with that. I mean, it makes such sense. But people basically, they worried about the stock market and this and that. And they really don't worry about health, unfortunately. And if you go to the colleges today, you think about it. 90% mm -hmm. of the students drink, smoke, or some on weed. And they're certainly messing around a lot. So these are going to be the future leaders. It worries me. Hey, I am not one of them. I can attest to that. Good. I do not drink. Good for you. I do not smoke. <laughs> I golf and Good. I work out. Well and I have done. a great time with my peers. Well done. Well done. God bless America. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much for your great words of wisdom. I'm so happy to have gotten the opportunity to chat with you. And I hope 2021 is full of birdies, amazing health, and Thank incredible experiences. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. He is such an inspiration, a role model to the game and life itself. He's incredible. I'm so blessed to have gotten the opportunity to sit down with him and chat. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it five stars and follow me at Avery underscore Dovsek. That is A-V-E-R-E-E -E underscore D-O-V-S-E-K. Thanks for tuning into the podcast and we'll see you on the next one. Oh, 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 oh.